Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host. Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, we have got an amazing guest today with such a fascinating, inspiring, and inspirational story. We do, Mom, and we're going to talk today with Roberta Kurloff about staying present in a shifting world. Roberta has suffered major losses throughout her life, including the deaths of her mother, her loving partner, and separation from her family as a child. She is a lawyer and activist, and her latest book is Framing a Life. So welcome to our podcast, Roberta. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Well, Roberta, you are a challenge of staying present in a shifting world because you have had, what, in the past few months, uh, some pretty remarkable news and I've had to have chemotherapy and uh, your world is shifting, right? Um, it's shifting because of that, but uh, it's stable. It's uh, I'm relaxed. I'm very lucky that the chemo has not um, affected me other than being tired, mm-hmm. but no other bad side effects. And uh, after we go for chemo, uh, my spouse and I go out and eat Chinese food. Um, yeah, I love it. So we're, uh, I'm doing well. I think That's I'm doing really well. Awesome. We're so happy to hear that. Thank you. Well, tell people a little bit about your story from the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's a fascinating story and and your life trajectory. Well, um, my mother died when I was six years old and my brother was two. And uh, my father uh, tried to find a place for us to live. The first, uh, because it was hard for him without my mother being there and, and and him being able to work. So we went for a year to live on on my aunt's farm in New Jersey, and it was a wonderful year. And I talk about that in my book. And uh, towards the end of the year, my aunt got cancer, mm-hmm. and um, she was dying. And my mother had died of cancer too. And so my father looked around for places where we could live because he couldn't care for us at this point. And um, relatives, other relatives couldn't take us because they had their own family. So we ended up in an orphanage in Queens, New York. And we were there for, um, well, until I was 12. And there were two of them. The first one was in Queens. And then it moved to Yonkers, uh, New York. And I think that's where I learned my survival methods mm-hmm. and for some reason um i was really lucky and I, I don't know where that comes from the inner self um but i didn't take it uh and let it destroy me i grew from the experience i ended up really helping other kids and and being supportive and in that way and 
being somewhat positive, my father was able to take us out when we were twelve. When I was twelve, from seven to twelve, you were in an orphanage. Was it? Yeah. Wow. Yes. I always think I look. I have looked at the positiveness of circumstances, and of course, sometimes it was very, very hard to do. But I think where the break came, I was in a relationship in Maine with um, a partner named Nancy. And after a year together, she died in a car accident. Uh And that just blew up my life um, Mm -hmm. in trying to figure out what this all means and why is this happening since, you know, you feel sorry for yourself, all these things happen in your life and now you find good relationship and Mm -hmm. that ends. But I always chose to look at what the meaning of of things that happen and how I can grow from it. And and I don't know where I got those uh, approaches to life, but I did. And uh, I became very close to Nancy's parents. My father was still alive during this time, but he lived in Brooklyn and I saw him as much as I could. Uh, but at the same time, I be, I got another family, Nancy's family, her mother and father, and developed a beautiful relationship. Her mother is like in her 90s now, and I still keep in touch with her. Um, wow. And I've, you know, we talk and I've seen her quite a number of times. And so Nancy's death gave me another family. And mm-hmm. that was very special. And that's the way I like to look at life, it it has a purpose. I believe, I know that, you know, uh, someday I will die like everyone else and uh, I'll probably live other lives. Right now I have uh, cancer, but I'm presently in remission. Uh, I think the last chemo will be tomorrow um, and I'm yeah. doing well. I built that the house when I moved to Maine. So it was before Nancy's death. So I was living in the house at that time. I moved up to Maine because I had some friends here and I discovered it uh, visiting them. And it ju- I fell in love with Maine. I, it felt like I was back in, uh, the, on the farm in New Jersey. And so you built your house. You read about building houses. It sounds like you feel like that your house is on a strong foundation, eh? It is on a strong foundation. Um, and... It, it was nice to learn about building. I took a, a, a course in, in Maine before I moved up here uh, for women. And we learned how to do things on a house, build a house. So I had some, I learned some skills. When I came up here, I hired uh, some people to help me and built the house. And I did a lot of work on the house as well. How do you stay in the present now? I try to stay in the present. The past is the past. And, and I... I, you know, I, I write in, in a journal. I I think about the past. I look at the past to learn from it. When I'm mm-hmm. down, I, I sometimes reread my journals and I try to remember uh, what I've been through. And I feel like I trust what will happen. I, I do the best for myself that I can. And staying in the present, meditating, is very important mm-hmm. and um, sharing with my spouse and my friends. And I think because I've had a lot of hospice experience 
as a uh, on the hospice board here and on as a volunteer. And I also volunteered for hospice way back in Connecticut when um, I lived there. And, and I, I've been drawn to death and dying. And obviously it's, help, it's helping me now. I can face those things that a lot of people find hard. Mm-hmm. And I can um, share what I call my wisdom, my personal experience with people. And that's why I like doing this podcast because um, we all have difficult lives in different stages in our life. And it's how you decide to look at it, half empty or half full. And I mm-hmm. like to look at it as half full. And and that, that came also before I wrote Framing Life, I wrote a book called Everything Special, Living Joy. And that was written at a silent meditation retreat that I attended uh, quite a number of years before. And I was sitting in meditation and suddenly all this stuff started pouring out of me and I didn't know what to do with it, but write it down. So that book just came out of my experience. And I think uh, when I decided to do this memoir, a lot of it had to do with the fact of sharing how I came to where I'm at and, and the experience that I had at the silent meditation retreat, because the wisdom that was coming through me that I put in my first book of poems and prose, I was at such a wonderful state uh, at that point. It was when I had um, first met Bernice. I hadn't been in a relationship after Nancy died for eight years. And those eight years was an exploration uh, that I went through. And then finally, uh, I met Bernice. I have to say, you are certainly an example of post-traumatic growth. I mean, you (laughs) have had so much loss from such an early age starting with your mother's death, your aunt Mm -hmm. being in an orphanage, it goes on and on and on. And you took all that and helped other people navigate Mm -hmm. their own adversity. And I think it's because you had, you weren't a stranger to loss and adversity. I'm just wondering for those out there right now who have had a loss, who are listening and who are struggling, what would you say to them? I would say life is difficult, but life can be beautiful. That we make choices. We um, can choose to tear ourselves down or build ourselves up. Um, We have to look deep within ourselves. And um, if people have hard times doing that, I recommend doing therapy. Look at life, look around and see the beauty in life and see the beauty in the friends that you have and the families that you have. And that's not easy for everybody. Some people have really horrendous lives and it's really hard to... Um, make those more positive choices. But I hope that my book can help uh, people in that situation because uh, with what I've gone through and and a lot of other people have gone through, you learn a lot about yourself. You know, I'm just hearing so much gratitude from you. And really, that's one of the things that is very amazing and very enlightening about you is your gratitude about the world. And you're a wonderful writer. I would highly recommend that people go <laughs> some of your blogs and thank you. get your books and all that. And, you know, thank you so much for being on our show today and tell people how they can get your book and find you. Okay. My book, um, Framing a Life, um, is on Amazon, Goodreads, and maybe some others. Um, you can get it uh, online. You can buy it. 
in the bookstore if, if it's not there. Just ask for it. Oh, and my website is robertakurloff.com. And it's R-O-B-E-R-T-A-K-U-R-I-L-O-F-F, two F's like in Frank, dot com. And I have on it um, my blogs and other information. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on our show today. I really thank you for helping it. so many people find hope after loss. Thank you so much for having me. And thanks, everybody, for joining us on this show today. And Heidi and I always want to remind you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own. And God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.